Tailgater Sports. That's right, everybody. It is another episode of Tailgater Sports. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Eric Roberts. You may have heard me referred to as Nick Soundwave on What's New with Menace or even The Woody Show. I don't care what you call me. I'm just glad to have you here listening to this episode of Tailgater Sports. I have two other guys with me. You've probably heard them on What's New with Menace also. You may have even heard them on The Woody Show. This first guy, his name is Randy. He's a DJ here in Los Angeles on Alt 98.7. He loves the Anaheim Ducks, but also the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's kind of weird. I don't get it. I'm at a weird point in my life right now where I feel like... The closer I get to 30, I'm 24 right now, I <laughs> so feel close. I feel the need to fill in the gaps as far as sports goes. Okay. You know, like, I don't want to be caught in a conversation where it's like, hey, Randy, what's your favorite soccer team? Okay. Or what's your favorite basketball team? I've always been a Milwaukee Bucks supporter, but I feel like now is about as good a time as any to hop on the Laker train. Because I feel like if you're not from, a, if you're from LA, you're not a Laker fan. It's like, what are you doing? You know, okay, let's circle, and, let's circle back to this because I could, okay. I have, so, I have some points on this too. Okay, okay, cool. So let's bring in the third guy before we get back to some Lakers and some basketball and some fandom talk here. So let's yeah. bring in the third guy. He's our punching bag. Ooh. His name is Tyler. He's the specialist of special guests. He's our special little buddy. Mm. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing good. Um, I would like to point out that as someone who is much closer to 30 than Randy is, I am slightly offended that he thinks he is pushing 30. Right. He, he said, so. he, I think he tweeted out something about having a midlife crisis because he was turning 24 well, a couple I'm weeks waiting, ago. I'm, like, I'm waiting for it to happen. It's... I'm, like a year from now and be like I'm like bro damn. you're 24 I'm 28 like don't don't if don't your speak on things that you don't know about man, whose fault trouble. was that Tyler it's not my fault that I'm older okay I didn't ask to be born older it just happened it's <laughs> getting weird now alright so we got a ton of stuff to talk about we got a nice little show planned out we got Madden ratings guys those came out alright Lamar Jackson the cover boy you know that was kind of big news a couple weeks ago so we're gonna go over some Madden ratings tons of stuff coming out of the NBA bubble from the players perspective lots of IG live videos Lots of, um, you know, food ratings. I guess food disgust is what I could call it. And then we're going to talk a little crowd noise at the end of all this. All right. Before we get into that, let's circle back to what Randy was talking about off the top here. All right, so Randy, so lay it out for us. Now, I feel like I have some gaps as far as my fandom goes. Okay. Like right after, um, actually, let me let me really bring you up to speed in regards to why I even started thinking about this. So recently, Tyler and I have gotten really into playing FIFA, and it reminded yeah. me about how back after the last World Cup, I told myself, you know what? I'm going to get into soccer. One way or another, whether it be MLS mm-hmm. or English Premier League. So I decided I was going to get into Premier League. I chose Liverpool as my team. And then the season started. And it's like, wait, I got to wake up at 5 a.m. to catch a game? Right. I'm good. Thanks, dude. I had I had an app on my phone. It would give me updates on players. I don't even know who half these freaking players were. Right. I mean, couldn't even pronounce like a third of their names. It reminded me that, you know what? Like, do I want to be that person who misses out on conversations because I don't have a team I support? And so that brought me to the Lakers, and that brought me to, you know, like every other potential league there could be. Like, I've already, mm-hmm. I tried getting into uh, national lacrosse, LA okay. 17, the LA Riptide. Shout out to the Riptide, rest in peace. But I mean, does that make sense? Like, do you ever feel no, like, I feel you. do you ever feel like you think you're missing out on something? As far as the soccer thing and the World Cup stuff, I feel like everybody goes through that spurt after the World Cup yeah. every four years. I'm going to be a soccer guy. I'm going to be a soccer guy. Ooh, this is so much fun. And then they realize, especially here in America, maybe, you know, obviously it's a huge thing in other parts of the world. They, right. They're soccer people already. They're born into soccer. Here, you're not really born in soccer. So after, you know, the World Cup, the national flair, I got my yeah, colors, yeah, yeah. I'm pride, I'm pride, I'm pride. And then you realize you're watching the MLS, soccer. you know, and then you're like, 
oh, this isn't as I'm kind of you know I'm kind of over this. We're we're at the MLS stadium in my backyard, and this isn't exactly you know eighty thousand people at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, a hundred thousand people at the Rose Bowl for the World Cup or something. I just think because the it's if in case you guys aren't up to aren't up to date, the MLS has returned. Right. And when the MLS announced they were coming back, everyone was like, ah, oh, look at the MLS. They're figuring out. Why can't everybody else figure it out? And then they came back and nobody gives a crap. Right. Or it seems like nobody's even brought it up or right. mentioned it. Like I turn on the TV and I'm like, oh, LAFC is back. When when did they come back? You know? So it's like, I feel like, are we missing out on something? It's all filler. I mean, it really is all filler. I mean, it comes down to what they're co- what it's covered like. It's all filler. MLS is just luckily the first one back, so they're getting a lot of TV play and a lot of right. coverage right now. I wouldn't even say coverage. They're getting the hype train going because yeah. basketball is not back. MLB is not back. NHL is not back. Once the NBA is back, dude, they're back to getting, you know, six seconds of Sports Center every hour. Do you guys think we're missing out on something, though? Do you think, do you think like, we're missing out on the MLS hype if we're not supporting a team? Not really, and it's because the MLS doesn't really have anybody particularly good. Now, I want to say this real quick. That's no offense to players who are actually in the MLS, but let's face it, their level of play is nowhere near like the Premier League in England or La Liga in Spain. It's just... It's not up to the level, and you can tell that when you watch the U.S. national team whenever... Okay, first off, they didn't even qualify for this last World Cup, so there's that. Yeah, but that's and like then, water under the bridge, though. How many Americans are actually balling out? Think one, about it. It's Pulisic, like, that's exa- it, right? Yeah, Christian that's Pulisic. A, yeah, that's Pul- our only Pul- guy. Pulisic, or I don't even want to say his name. But it's like, if you think about it, if you're not from the what, like the core five countries, which are what? France, Germany, Brazil, probably England, Brazil... Um, Spain, I think. Spain, like really, you're just you have like a dime a dozen. Once in a while, you have one decent player right. who makes it to the Premier League or something. So you're trying you're trying to spin it here. Should I pay attention to MLS? Should you be a Lakers fan because you're missing out on Lakers? Lakers the whole, in L. A. Yeah, the, the whole the, the whole reason why I'm bringing this up is like I feel like I'm missing out. And does anyone mm-hmm. ever feel that way? Do Do you ever feel like, damn, maybe I should get into the sport or, or I? Because I always feel like people who are passionate about their games and their mm-hmm. teams, they have fun conversations. You know what I mean? Like you could say that about, like, let's use Tyler for example. Tyler loves football. He loves baseball, but I can't really say he probably loves hockey as much as you and I love hockey. So right. although although he he cheers for a team, he probably doesn't follow it as much as say you and I do. So when we have a conversation about guys on you know the Rangers or uh, I don't know the Wild and stuff like that, like you and I can keep up with it. Tyler not so much. But then when he talks about football or you know baseball, sometimes I can't keep up as much. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's no, like it. it's and especially soccer is definitely a niche kind of thing where I feel yeah. like we're past our point of entry where we really could have dove into it. We right. probably could, but there's just other things in life that are going to pull. Like we're not going to sit down and watch an LAFC game on a Thursday night when there's Thursday night football on or Friday night when we yeah. could go out and do something because we weren't the kid in the stands like we were in the kid in the stands for hockey, for baseball, for football, right. stuff like that. I'm just afraid I'm missing out. That's all. We probably are. And with the NBA bubble coming back and the MLS arriving, I realized to myself, hot damn, I'm on a sports podcast and two sports are coming at me and I don't even really know how I really feel about and either. You know what the problem is, dude, <laughs> is that's the same thing with national coverage everywhere. ESPN, yeah. Fox Sports, they're all trying to scramble. Some of them aren't even trying to scramble. They just still aren't even paying attention to it. Exactly. It's like, we'll still do top five lists. We'll do era versus era. We don't have... Guess what? Yeah, the MLS is back. Yeah. Yay, bravo. We're sports are returning. Right. They really don't care. They'll, yeah. They'll, they'll okay. Stutter, they'll, stumble, they'll stumble over a Garcia or a Chicharito or wherever, you know, somewhere. They'll try to pronounce it, and that's when they fumble. 
And that's when they get made fun of on, on Twitter with a meme because so-and-so screwed up the coverage of the LAFC Galaxy game or something yeah, like is that. Anyone, is anyone really paying attention to those memes, though? NBA Twitter would try to get you for trying to cross over. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. I just think maybe I need to broaden my horizons a little bit more. Well, dude, you got about nine days until the MLB is back. Time to dive into the MLS. I can't. I, I see. I'm, I refuse to get excited, though, because of my stance on Manfred. I don't want to be. I don't want to be the thing I said I wasn't going to be. What's that saying? I'm sure Tyler knows this. He knows a bunch of stupid stuff. What's that saying? Where it's like if you live long enough, you become the villain, or what? What is it? You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself yeah. become the villain. There we go. There go. That's what I don't want to happen to me. Where I'm like, yeah, baseball's back, and then everyone's like, wait a second. We'll Shout go Manfred. I mean, I will be like that. I'm not even gonna lie. I would that's probably, okay. I would go to the home opener if I could go to the home opener. Someone, after all the after crapping on Manfred and the MLB for so long, yeah. I would love to be there. If someone, I could be there. someone has to be a martyr, and the way the cards have been dealt, it looks like I'm the one that has to be that. So, meh, whatever. Manfred to the moon. If you have any MLS videos, MLS tutorials that you want to drop Randy's way, hey, it's Randall on Twitter. Hey, it's Randall on Instagram. Tag him. Let him know which MLS team he should be rooting for. I mean, unless you want to take up the LAFC or the Galaxy right right I now. I feel like I'm more of an LAFC kind of guy. I actually own an LAFC hat only because I bought it because it said Los Angeles on it and like that gothic letter. Right. You know, like when it says Compton or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I bought that because I thought it was cool. But like I bought the hat and I was like, okay, everyone started wearing LAFC stuff around the building. I'm like, all right, for sure. LAFC was the cool team to like. You right. know how the like, new team, exactly. Will Ferrell, part owner. Yeah, you know how like people are like, oh, the Lakers are the cool team to root for, not the Clippers. But even though the Clippers are good in their own way, right. that's the kind of way, that's the kind of thing with LAFC right now. So it's like, okay, I'm going to try to get into it. Couldn't do it. So you mentioned the Lakers and that yeah. being the cool thing to be the Lakers fan, right? The Clippers are like kind of the redhead stepchild of LA. Right. That's what I locked on to when you first started talking about all this. Because yeah. I was very much the Laker hater when I was a kid, just to be the against the grain guy. Yeah. So, you know, back when they were, you know, three Pete, Kobe, Shaq, when they were dominant, I was, yeah, yeah. you know, I didn't really care about basketball to begin with. So I was just the anti, you know, Lakers suck when I'd even care about basketball. Now I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I should be a Lakers fan because I'm an L.A. guy kind of through and through, you know, whatever. I'm a Pelicans guy because I needed a, a team when I first started working at Fox. But now I'm at the spot where I've talked so much crap on the Lakers throughout my life. I feel like a poser. Exactly. Or a bandwagon fan. Because I'll talk crap. It's like talking crap on the team. And then after a while, it kind of gets played out. And so then it's sort of like, okay, why do you hate them? Yeah. It's like, I don't even know why I don't yeah, like them. I don't have a reason. I was I don't just doing have it a reason. to be an ass when I was a kid, to be honest. Exactly. And so now, now I'm stuck like being a Pelicans fan in, in, in parts because I liked Anthony Davis. And now he's actually on the Lakers. And I feel like I'm stuck because I have all this Lakers past hate that wasn't even really warranted. It was exactly. just me being a dick. And now it's like I feel like I've matured. And I need, I need to, you know, I, I need to become a, the bigger person. Right. And that's why I'm like, maybe I should just root for the Lakers. You know, I love Giannis. You can like two teams. It's okay. Some people say no. Some people tear you apart for like. But then, teams. But okay, but those people are the same people who also have a diehard, you know, yeah, love true. for those teams. Like I, if I'm being, if I'm keeping it 10 toes down 100, I really could care less about basketball. Yeah, Truthfully. same but Truthfully. I like watching it for the most part. There's there are definitely parts I hate. Watching about basketball. it, watching it is even brutal for me because yeah. it's so boring. It's tough. It's choppy. The fouls. I can't get past the fouls. That's the same thing. Hang up. Yeah. That's the hang up I have with soccer. You know, I get really into it, and then stoppage time, and then flops, and then right. they're they're playing out injuries. And yeah. it's like you know me being a hockey guy, Tyler being a football guy, you being a football guy and a hockey guy. Like we're fans of aggressive sports. You know, 
hockey guy, tough. You fight through it. Football, you're getting your face ripped off every right, play. You right, fight right, through right, the injuries. Yeah. You wouldn't be. You have to be dragged off the field. And then soccer players are flopping for stoppage time. Yeah, but I feel like the, the, that game, like if you ever watch the World Cup, during a game, you sort of, if it's a really good game, you'll start to lean towards one side. And that's when the flopping and stuff really gets mm-hmm. you going, really passionate. The problem is you fail to realize that a World Cup game is essentially an East-West All-Star game. The best players of the freaking country playing against each other. So you leave that under the impression <laughs> every soccer game is going to be like this. No. But then Kansas City was it Kansas City SC is taking on LA Galaxy 7 p.m. on a Wednesday night on yeah. ESPN. And you're like, what the hell is this? Right. You know, so whatever. I'll have you know it is sporting Kansas City. Okay, get it right. <laughs> well, exactly, man. I was like, of course, I was waiting for Tyler to drop in just with some little nugget. Either it was going to be a correction on somebody playing somewhere. It was going to be a correction on like a rule that we messed up. But there you go. The KC, was it KC Sporting United? What did you say? It's uh, Sporting Kansas City. Another thing, too, that I have with MLS. <laughs> Here we like go. before, before we go, before we move on to the next segment, and we're in a rush too because I, ha- I have something to do. But here's the thing: who came up with the names for soccer teams? I hate teams? soccer names, dude. Like, yeah, they're, they're so bad. City FC, something yeah. United, Sporting, whatever. It's like, okay, now I gotta pull. this Did we not have mascots? Like San Jose used to have a team, and they were the San Jose Quakes. That makes sense. It's a yeah. team, and then it's a, it's a, it's a mascot. Same thing. It's all from like the Euro leagues and stuff, man. Yeah. Now Liverpool, just the name of city, or something United, something FC, Club America. Yeah, you or, know, or it's like or, so, Chivas USA. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Why can't we be, you know, the LA? I mean, I guess LA Galaxy work, but then LAFC, right. Los Angeles Football Club. That was always my favorite knock of when I was younger growing up because Galaxy was the cool team to like then. And then, you yeah, LAC, LAFC came in. And Donovan. Whatever. Yeah, Donovan. Yeah. Landon Donovan, uh, Kobe Jones. But, um, Ed Beckham for a little bit. Yeah, Beckham yeah, for Beckham. a little bit. Chivas USA. What the hell, man? Who came up with that stupid ass? And they're it's, okay. I'm, it's it's is, completely based off of the team in Mexico. I was about to say this is as bad, this is as un, like uninformed as I could be. I'm like Chivas USA, right? There's really that's, no tie into the USA that's part. I right? never understood. It's like why you have an unlimited amount of team options. I mean, maybe there's a history behind that. I don't know, but you have an unlimited amount of team names and options, and you choose a team in Mexico. And just to further the point, like, hey guys, don't get confused. Let's slap on USA at the end. <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? It's so ridiculous. But I mean, and even other teams too, like FC. If you don't know what's what soccer is, like mm-hmm. FC. Like, why is it not like Kansas City SC? Or is that right, Tyler? It's, it's no, it's Sporting Sporting Kansas Sporting City. Kansas City. Sporting Kansas City. Like, so what the, does that even mean? So the SC in soccer stands for Sporting Club, right? Yeah. The FC stands for Football Club. Now, if you're an American who doesn't know dick about soccer, like, I don't know, what, 80% of Americans? Soccer club. Yeah, soccer club. And then when you see FC, it's like, what does FC stand for? I don't get it. Foot club? Or, you know, and then it's just like, it's this whole big, I mean, obviously, if you're not an idiot, you you figure it out. But it's just one of those things that always makes me laugh because for somebody who doesn't understand soccer or doesn't know soccer, you see this stuff and it just confuses you. Like Barcelona, for example. Barcelona has a soccer team. A basketball team. I'm pretty sure they have a volleyball team, and I might be wrong, but they might even have a baseball team. And so it's like, wait a second, where did the soccer team become all these different things? And it's just, it's never ending. Anyways, besides the point, the moral of the story, going back to the beginning, me and Randy are trying to get better at FIFA. If you have any tips, please let us know. That's true. These guys are on a sporting tour oh. on Xbox, and just to be more annoying, aside oh, from God. aside from the teams having the word unite at the end. Then you have the Miami's MLS team, which is Inter Miami CF, which stands for Club International 
The football, Miami. Okay. Enough. Get it together, soccer. So- <laughs> get it, so- soccer's sounding a little too pretentious get if it you together. ask me. All right, let's talk about a sport we do know, guys. Holy That's crap. Right. So Madden NFL 21, guys. The ratings came out. We talked about it a little bit. Lamar Jackson on the cover. He's fresh off of a NFL MVP season. Yeah. He's a stud. He probably deserves it. Hopefully he doesn't get touched by the Madden curse and break a knee or snap a leg or something next season because that would suck. But Madden ratings, guys, 99 club. It's become a prestige thing. Kind of like they hand out yeah. like cool little swag bags and packages. They have a Patrick Mahomes video out now where he got this cool like blinged out 99 chain. They have a Chris McCaffrey video that they just released today of him getting his 99 club package. And this is all leaked stuff. So it was not officially, but they have the rest of the 99 club athletes from this year, guys. Yeah. It's going to be Aaron Donald and Stefan Gilmore. Four guys, 99 rating, Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Donald, and Stefan Gilmore. Okay. Stefan Gilmore is not 99. Stefan Gilmore, great, great. But I would not throw a 99 at a cornerback. It's just he's the the one. He's the marquee name. He's the marquee name for the secondary. It used to be Richard Sherman. Right. And then before that, what? What would you say, uh, Tyler? Ed Reed, maybe? Ed Reed. Um, Ed Reed. Darrell Revis. Darrell Revis. Revis. Maybe Earl Thomas. Not, you know. Troy Polamalu. Troy Polamalu. He's just... See, but even you, these guys, do you give them a 99? You need to pick a no. guy. You need to pick a Well, Troy, I think Palomalo was a 99. I think they probably want to throw point. a defensive side, a bone. I don't know if you yeah. go a cornerback. I don't know if you go Stephon Gilmore. I'm, if you're going a cornerback, I guess Here's, you could go Stephon Gilmore. But I would go maybe you give him a linebacker. Uh-huh. I, I think the, the, the underlying truth, is though, is that there's just no marquee secondary players anymore. I mean, you have Sherman, but obviously Sherman, after that Achilles injury, he's not the dude he once was. So you can't just come out and be like, oh, Sherman's a 99. So you right. got to choose somebody. And Stefan Gilmore seems like the only logical choice because he's the only one that's really been getting exposure. And even him, though, like, I guess he's good. Like, don't get me wrong. He's, yeah, he's not he's bad. He's locked down. He's, a, he's great. But Stefan Gilmore is not even a name, really. Like, now. He's a, he was on the Bills. Now not. he's on the Patriots. He's really good on the Patriots. He's not, again, we're just guys. We're just guys. We're just guys. And we're, we're breaking down like freak athletes. So we're probably stupid. But. But Steph- I mean, Stefan same- Gilmore is Stefan Gilmore. Nobody's going to be like, nobody's sitting here thinking, like, damn, Stefan yeah. Gilmore. But the same argument can apply to the people who add the rings to Madden. Like, how do they know? True. How do you measure someone's speed or stamina? Okay. You so know what Randy I mean? Brings up, Randy brings up a really good point because right before we started recording this, I literally sent him a thing on Tom Brady and it's breaking down it, uh, Tom Brady's Madden ratings over the years. Between 2002, this dude was ranked as a 51. The next year, in 2003, he's ranked as an 84. So clearly, there's some Madden adjustment ratings people that don't know what the hell they're doing. What year was it? What year that, is it that, that he came no back? Sense. What year is it that he came back? Uh, well, Tyler probably knows this. Tyler, what year was it that he came back after that uh, ACL injury? Tours ACL Matt in two thousand. Yeah, Tours ACL in two thousand eight came back in two thousand nine. Okay, let me look that up. I'm curious to see like how his ratings move there because if when you have guys who are that dominant and then they get injured, right? Like I'm he curious to see from- how they base it. He went from being a 99 overall in 2008 to a 99 overall in 2009. Okay. Right. Well, at least we're kind so of then he, So here are the rest of the QB ratings here. So the top, you know, several guys. We've got Mahomes at 99, Russell Wilson, 97, Ugh. Lamar Jackson, 94, Drew Brees, 93. There's your boy Tom Brady at 90, Aaron Rodgers, 89, Matt Ryan, 89. 87, Deshaun Watson, 86. Then you got Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz at 84. My boy Josh Allen, not even up in the 84, so... There were a couple of these ratings that I found absolutely disrespectful. Uh, 100%. Number six, seven, and eight. So Rogers, Ryan, and Watson. 89, 87, and 86 overall, respectively. Those ratings are atrocious. I am very sad. 
especially more at the Aaron Rodgers one, because I know he's better than 89 overall. And I know that Deshaun Watson one is more surprising because the dude can run. He can pass. Why is he an 86? What is he lacking? I mean, when the game comes out, I'll have to look at the full breakdown and maybe I can kind of get an idea. But there's no way Deshaun Watson's an 86. Yeah. He's a 90 and at you look least. At it by association. Rodgers is a 90. You look at it by association. If Drew Brees is 93... I mean, I don't know if Drew Brees should be 93 if Deshaun Watson's an 86. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I don't it's, I don't know if Brady can be a 90 overall because he's not throwing the long ball anymore. He's dinking and dunking, so the arm strength is a little gone. So it's like, okay, is he really a 90? Is he maybe a high 80s, maybe a mid 80s? I'm not saying anything to disrespect Brady. I'm just saying 90, maybe a little too high. You know, yeah. you know, Patrick Mahomes is sitting at top of the 99-99 club, best QB in the game, as he should be, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champ, but... Buffalo Bills QB Josh Allen has stronger arm power than him, guys. Let's right. not forget that, okay? Let's, Let's not forget that. Settle the horse down a little bit. The running backs, Christian McCaffrey, 99-99 club. He gets a swag bag or whatever. Derrick Henry, 93. Wow, no way. Derrick Henry, 93. Nick Chubb, 92. Zeke, 92. Uh, Saquon Barkley, 91. I think Saquon should be higher. Dalvin Cook, 91. Aaron Jones, 90. Mixon, 89. And then Josh Jacobs and Alvin Kamara at 88. It's nice to see that Aaron uh, Aaron Jones is getting a little bit of recognition. He's definitely produced more than Dalvin Cook. That bum. Right. But uh, as as far as like ratings go, I think Saquon a little too underrated, primarily because he has no O line. It's literally just him versus the defense. And then uh, Derrick Henry, I think should be a little bit higher. Yeah, Derrick Henry at a 93. I feel he should be minimum a 95. There's the dudes. Are, if you used Derrick Henry in this past recent Madden 20 edition, the dude is a Mack truck with legs. Yeah, you can't stop him. Well, the truth of the matter is, it doesn't really matter what these ratings are. If you have these guys on your team, you're probably going to be in a pretty good spot. I mean, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, splitting hairs here when it comes to you know overall talent of these guys. But I mean, I guess QBs and running backs are the only ones that have really been released, right, Tyler? Yeah, we haven't seen anything uh, other than Aaron Donald and Stephon Gilmore. We haven't seen anything for defensive players, haven't seen anything for wide receivers, and those are really the positions that everybody cares about. I mean, look, if you're playing Madden, always important to have an excellent offensive line, but they're not going to release the ratings for that, so we'll find out when the game comes out. Right. Um, but yeah, so we're still waiting on several other positions ratings um it'd be interesting to see where they put other defensive linemen someone like maybe jj watt where do they put uh fletcher cox for someone in the secondary where are they putting harrison smith where are they putting earl thomas so it'd be interesting to see what the other ratings are and uh you know we'll uh we'll see where they put the wide receivers who's going to be better this year they're gonna have julio jones or michael thomas is there going to be a surprise deandre hopkins that maybe leaps over both of them i don't know we'll see it's, it's gonna be really interesting to see what comes out Right, yeah, we can circle back once those, you know, skill positions are released. One of my favorite things is always when these players see their ratings and they put out, like, almost, like, beef videos. I think Keenan Allen last year put out a video. He's like, I'm done. I'm not playing mad until y'all fix my ratings. And then he put out, like, a hype video where he was just murdering the Chargers defense, a couple 100 grabs, a couple go routes, and then they put out a video of a Madden ratings guy going to Chargers practice and awarding him with like a, a, a ratings upgrade, I guess you could say. So it's it's fun. It's good content, I guess. It's good stuff to get us by. Honest question. I've seen that Madden's rating adjuster at several <laughs> team practices. How do I get that job, Dude, number one? Man. And number two, how much do you get paid? And I don't even know if I really care. Because that's got to be such an awesome job. You're on the sideline of NFL practices, most likely getting paid to travel, and you're working 
for arguably one of the biggest uh, sports video games in America. It's right. probably uh, it's probably uh, Madden and FIFA at this point. So it's that like that's such an awesome job. Like I would kill to have that job. Right. And who knows if these are even the actual guys that are doing the ratings. They might just be a guy that they hired and go put a, a shirt on with a clipboard. Hey, we need to film this video. You're going to be our guy for the video. And it'd be, be even better. It's like you're not even technically working until you have to hand off this like placard to Keenan Allen because he put out a pretty good hype video after Madden gave him the finger with one of his ratings or something. So you're telling me I'm not working. I'm wearing a cool Madden shirt and I'm on the sideline of a practice. Oh, sign me up. Sign me up. We'll circle back once a couple more of the skills positions ratings get released. Wide receivers, like we said, I'm sure D hop will be up there. Um, you know, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, they're kind of up there. I feel like most people are kind of taking aside one or the other when it comes to one or two in the league. So we'll see what Madden thinks once the rest of the skills positions get released. And I know there's a, a little bit of a beef on some of the Madden gameplay. So we'll probably circle back and we might just do an overall Madden episode what we like, what we want fixed. I know Randy and Tyler are online playing a couple leagues with their buddies. So yeah, we might have a little Madden episode in the future once all that gets released and we just really let everybody air it out on their Madden griefs and gripes. I'm writing my hate speech as we speak. There we go. I know it'll be a good one. All right, guys. Players are in Orlando. I think pretty much everybody who's going to be there is there by now. I know Kawhi yeah. Leonard got there a little late. The Lakers were like one of the last teams to get there. The NBA players are in the bubble and they're already pissed. What do we say, guys? We kind of called it. We laid out all of the weird perks and all the weird food choices and how cool this sounded. We talked about how it kind of felt at the fire Festival. And, of course, the first weekend we're there, we got players popping off on Twitter. We got J.R. Smith going live on IG talking about how he's eating Lunchables or whatever. We got guys every night tweeting out the pictures of their food. And, of course, it's lackluster. It's not the five-star stuff that they were promised yeah. in the brochures. Joel Embiid tweeted out how he's going to lose 50 pounds while he's in the bubble. What do you guys think about the bubble so far? Are we the dumb ones? Were they the dumb ones? Why, why were we able to see through some of this and they're acting so surprised? Well, because they're putting their, all their faith into the organization, you know, the professional organization that's supposed to take care of them. But also, we're in the middle of a global pandemic how how high are your expectations that you're going to have a five course meal right no, in no. a global pandemic Let, let's be realistic here for a second eric pointed it out a couple episodes ago that it's going to be fire fest type meals and considering these guys are multi-million dollar athletes yeah i'd say it was about a fire fest type meal for me that's probably a normal meal you get at any cafeteria for them they're like, what the hell is this? I mean, this is stupid. I don't know what their expectations were exactly. I mean, were you expecting a five-star getaway? Or were you expecting, like, I mean, for me personally, I'd be expecting, like, Holiday Express or something like that. And that's pretty much what they got. So outside of these guys critiquing their food and critiquing their hotel rooms, some of the video content, I know I was talking about how I wanted, you know, a lot of behind-the-scenes access, you know, whether that be through the NBA, through the teams themselves. What's actually come together and has been, you know, the best part of this behind the scenes possibilities of all this is these guys' IG streams and their own like live videos. I don't yeah. know if you guys have picked up any of like you saw JJ Reddick shotgunning a, a beer in an ice bath. I saw that. Out of that. And, you know, you have Tobias Harris and Boban, you know, who, two former Clippers guys. Um, you know, on separate teams, they're both videotaping guys around like they're getting cheated on with their girlfriend right. while they're, you know, she's away going fishing and stuff, doing all kinds of weird little, um, you know, resort activities. And I get this weird NBA summer camp feel to it. They're all away from their families for summer and right. they're all just, you know, they don't want the summer to end before they actually go home, you know, because if they, if they go home early, they're yeah. not going to win the title. I mean, it definitely does give off a specific summertime vibe. The Boban Tobias Harris stuff was absolutely funny because Boban uh, left. I want to say he went to Dallas or something like that. So they split 
and they were best friends when they were on the Clippers. So watching that video is pretty hilarious. But then these guys that are out fishing, pulling up like little tiny catfish. These are seven foot dudes pulling up about six inch fish and they're just kind of holding it. They're super proud of it. I love it. I've seen a lot of guys uh, gaming setups. It makes me wonder how Pretty strong nice. is the Wi-Fi? How strong is the bandwidth over there at Disney? I'm very curious. Can I get some of that? If multiple guys are running multiple gaming setups in the same hotel, can I get some of that? Inter can we give Randy some of that internet? So right, stop having connection nightmares issues. Lately, on top yeah. of it, on top of not you know, not just being a hotel, they got all those NBA players using up all the internet. Right. And it's, it's funny to me to see these setups that these guys go with. Like, dude, I have the hardest time trying to get everything to fit into one bag when I'm traveling. Right. These guys have monitors. They have yeah, Xboxes. They, got they everything. have towers. It's, I'm sure they got something shipped. I'm sure that the team handled it for them. Right. But that's a traveling nightmare to me, dude. I could barely figure out how to get my computer, my headphones, and my clothes into a bag when I'm traveling, let alone TV monitors, computer screens, Xbox controllers. It's kind of wild to see their setups from home to literally the other side of the country in a lot of cases. As someone who has traveled with his Xbox, I will tell you this. It's like playing Tetris. You just got to find a place for it to fit. Dude, and then I'm worried about it underneath in the cargo getting broken, you know, it being mishandled, something like that. I'm, it's just stress that I don't want to travel with. Nobody wants that kind of stress in their life. All right. So they have all the amenities. They have the games. They have cornhole. They have golf i guess apparently they have access to all these resorts movie theaters um they have their friends they have fishing but of course with all this stuff going on inside plenty of stuff to do to keep you occupied we got two guys already got in trouble for breaking the quarantine bubble sacramento kings forward rashawn holmes guys broke the bubble went out and got some food delivered and then came back in without realizing he broke the quarantine bubble so now he's in his own eight day quarantine within the bubble staying in his room no contact with anybody else ridiculous Be because he couldn't figure out where the bubble was and he got food delivered from outside the bubble ridiculous so he put out a statement after the initial quarantine period i briefly act and accidentally crossed the nba campus line to pick up a food delivery i am currently in quarantine and have eight days left i apologize for my actions i look forward to rejoining my teammates for our playoff push so guys i guess the quarantine food did not live up to his expectations <laughs> and he was looking for something delivered screwed it up for everybody else or him i guess so he just has to quarantine by himself yeah. it's not so much his team so of course the hot question is guys what did he get delivered to break the quarantine nobody else really has the answer Ooh. but i did a little research i pulled up a map so I'm going to throw out some drivable distances, guys. This is drivable distance from where the Kings were staying at the Yacht Club on the okay. Disneyland Resort or the Disneyland, Disney World Resort, whatever. So these are all within a couple miles of where the Sacramento Kings are staying on the Disney World Resort. Would you break quarantine for, all right, guys? Would you break quarantine for Chick-fil-A 6.4 miles away from where they're staying? Chick-fil-A, would you break quarantine Maybe. for it? Yes. Maybe. I would probably break quarantine for Chick-fil-A, yeah. Two months into the playoffs, would you break quarantine for Chick-fil-A? Maybe sushi. Ooh, okay. I didn't Sushi or Panda Express? Would you break quarantine for Tropical Smoothie Cafe, 7.3 miles no. away from the Yacht Club? No. 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 Not a smoothie person? No, 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 no. no Not a smoothie no, no. person. Okay. Here's one, a hot topic on the Woody Show. Would you break quarantine for an RB sandwich, 5.4 miles away from the Yacht Club? Arby's sandwich. Arby's roast beef. Would I break no. quarantine for an Arby's sandwich? Definitely no. Not. Would I break quarantine for their curly fries and mozzarella sticks? Hell yes. Would you break quarantine for McDonald's three miles away from the Yacht Club? No, not even close. No. no? filet of fish no. filet of fish Fridays? Oh, God, no. Some days I'm nah. really craving filet of fish man Not, not I that I love badly. their breakfast sandwiches. Like, I love McDonald's breakfast, but no, nah, it's not worth it. Would you break quarantine for IHOP 5.3 miles away from the Yacht Club? 
Oh, see, that's that's pancakes. That's Randy's weakness. So I'm, uh, I'm curious to hear this answer. I, I probably would. Pancakes for sure. I I might. I'm not 100 percent sure if I would, but I might. Pancakes might get me there for sure. Chick fil A, I think, would probably be a real real possibility for me because I love a good chicken sandwich. Yeah. IHOP probably right there. You know, depending on the time, how long I've been in the bubble. If I'm still eating this weird pasta yam stuff they've been showing on Twitter, right? I might I might try to get IHOPs snuck into the okay snuck into the bubble. All right, I like it. I will point out that the one thing that uh, Rashawn Holmes did not cross the line for his mom's cooking. So I happened to look at this. His mom tweeted out saying, "You only crossed the line for your mama's cooking," and I was not in Florida that day, sir. Oh no! Absolutely love it, and you know she might actually have a point. Mom's cooking would definitely break the line for that. All right, guys, and one more quick thing before we move on here. So you know we're talking about guys getting in trouble for trying to sneak in fruit or breaking quarantine to go get some food delivered or whatever, right? Would you break quarantine for a nice female companion? Because apparently, I don't know how factual this is, guys, obviously, because this is a tweet sent from somebody on Twitter. It caught some traction. It went a little viral. But a female, a young lady, a nice young lady, tweeted out, I already got invited into the bubble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the season definitely ending early. Cry emoji. So, of course, that caught steam. A couple basketball blogs tweeted out, we got our first NBA flyout, stuff like that. I mean, it's no, it's no... Secret, you know, James Harden has his jersey hung in the rafters of a Houston strip club. You know, these guys, so much respect. These guys, <laughs> these guys live up the nightlife. You know, there's no secret. Yeah. They go to clubs together after games when they're in LA and stuff like that. Do you think we get shut down because somebody snuck in a girl eventually? We might, we might get to that point. And if we do, it's going to be hilarious because that's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, I don't think the whole league will get shut down. But definitely that player will be shut down, and I would not be surprised, obviously, depending on who the player is, because if, for example, a big name does this, like Anthony Davis, they're not going to send him home. But I would not be surprised if it is a minor player that does this, a bench guy, that a team does send him home. It would, would not surprise me, in all honesty. And you got to think, how exactly would a chick get snuck into the bubble in general? Well, you see, there's back doors to hotels. Oh, stop. No. There you go. What if, what if, what if... It's in a way of like your scheduled meet and greet with the Disney princesses is in the the Pinocchio ballroom in five minutes. Stephen A. Smith went on a rant that got also went a little viral a couple weeks ago. These guys, if you're locked in, if you're going into the playoffs, yeah. two two months in this bubble, these guys need wait, 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 something's gonna happen. These guys are gonna get a little lonely, man. So Rashawn Holmes is quarantined because of a food delivery. How do we know that it wasn't a female companion trying to sneak in that food? True. How, how do we not know this? Point. Hey, somebody, this, interesting point. Good, somebody get up the Grubhub receipts, the Uber Eats stuff. We need to know. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on here to some baseball talk. We had to let Randy leave because he has to go get his own female companionship from the airport. His girlfriend's getting home from a vacation. So it's going to be me and Tyler here talking some baseball, talking the return of baseball, not in their own bubble like the NBA and the NHL, but their own kind of regional setup like we talked in the past. AL, NOS, the Centrals are playing each other. The East are playing each other, right? So kind of keep the travel, I mean, not completely gone, but in a minimal way. No cross-country travel, stuff like that. So, Tyler, I don't know if you've seen any of these. I'm sure you have. You're always on Twitter. I've retweeted some of them. These videos getting circulated of intra-squad games between, you know, Dodgers versus Dodgers, Angels versus Angels, stuff like that, where it's just the guys. It's an empty stadium, maybe a little bit of in-game production noise when it comes to, like, you know, uh, you know, clapping and stuff like that. But the dead silence of an empty stadium, the pitch, the ball off the bat, I don't know why, man, but I'm, I'm in love with it. We're going to talk a little crowd noise, but have you gotten to see any of these videos where it's just bare bones, 
No bells and whistles. It's just the sound of baseball and a nice 25,000 empty seat arena. I have, and I personally love it. I think it's awesome. There's just something about when a ball hits the catcher's mitt, when a ball gets smacked for a homer right off the bat, the sound is just beautiful. It's something I've grown up with my whole life, and it's one of my favorite sounds, if I'm being perfectly honest, in the entire world. It's just those two sounds right there. And I've had a small taste of this before. I don't know if you remember a couple years back when those riots were going down in Baltimore. The Orioles actually had to play a game, and they closed off Camden Yards to the fans, and that's how they played it. I think the only noise they played was a little bit of a walk-up music for the home batters. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was absolute silence. It was really cool because you could also hear the cameras clicking. So that was really cool. But so we have, we've had a small taste. I personally love it. I think they should keep it that way. I'm not a fan. It, look, as a fan of the Falcons who got caught for pumping in fake crowd noise, <laughs> I am not a fan of fake crowd noise, but um, I, I really like just the silence. I'd really love, like, let's say, um, okay, really good example. Chicago White Sox have Tim Anderson, who's really known as their best player, but he's also really known for his bat flips. They're actually pretty cool. So when this dude smacks a homer off an opposing pitcher and he does the bat flip, I would love for it to be dead silent and maybe these cameras can pick up what the pitcher's saying. Maybe he's like, hey, F you, man. Like, don't do that baffling. I would love to hear that. I would love it. But, I mean, I don't know if they're actually going to do it. I'd assume some stadiums are probably going to play in with a little bit of the crowd noise, especially since now more stadiums have picked up on the A's idea of using cardboard cutouts as fans or of fans uh, in the stands. The Dodgers have picked up on that idea, and I believe another team as well. So because they're going to have, quote, unquote, people in the stands they may try and pump in a little bit of fake crowd noise i personally hope they don't do that but i mean we're getting baseball back can i really complain at this point right right i mean i'm down for you know in-game production if you want to do the walk-up song still go ahead if you want to do the you know the 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 crowd chants after a home run whatever as he does the home run trot i'm all for that because you know these guys are creatures of habit sometimes they need the stuff to kind of get in the zone or whatever but I hope they don't do any kind of fake noise, man. It's the quietness of baseball is just it seems different. It, the feel is different. I feel like there's a more of a connection to the game itself when you can actually hear all that stuff. People talk about it's the sweetest noise in the world is you like the ball into the glove or the ball off the bat. Right. So I'm thinking there's a chance for them to really hone in and really showcase the game in that way where there's not all this extra stuff. Sure. The crowd crowd noise is awesome. You hear the pop of the bat. They react. You know, people getting ready for a strikeout pitch, you know, a three, two count, they're screaming. It's fun, but they have an opportunity where it's almost like if it sucks, you have a perfect chance for a mulligan. You tried, it sucked, whatever, we can move on. But if it works, I think there's really a chance for the people that really do love the sport. And this could just be me and you being baseball nerds, you know, coming to the forefront where we want something like this. You know, people have a problem paying attention. I guess if it's too quiet, they're going to have an even harder time to pay attention to what's going on in the field, but whatever. I think there's a chance for the purity. Maybe they have a, a side, you know, web stream, a web feed where it's just, you know, the bare bones. But I think it's a real opportunity to show some of that. I would love to see, though, you know, quiet stadium. And I'll use Kershaw because, I, you know, I watch Kershaw all the time. Kershaw, when he, you know, he gives up a bomb into the glove, you can only imagine what he's screaming, right? In-game production, crowd noise, you can't really ever pick that up. 
But imagine that in an empty Dodger stadium. I don't think you're going to drown out an F-bomb into the glove when there's nobody else there and he gives up a tying shot, you know, late in the game. Exactly. And I just thought of another really good point as you were in that uh, statement right there. I am going to be so pissed because you know what happens during the baseball season? People get ejected, especially managers. They get ejected. What do these managers do? They love to argue with umpires. I'm going to be so pissed if a manager comes up to argue a call and the argument gets bigger and bigger and they get more and more heated Mm -hmm. and the stadium decides to play production noise and I can't hear what the hell they're saying. I'm going to be furious if someone does that because I've always wanted to know what do these managers say to these umpires that gets the umpires so ticked off that they throw them out of the game. And also, if we have no crowd noise during those arguments, we can actually see which umpires have a really short fuse. Be like, hey, you're not going to talk to me like that. Get the hell out of here. And we can see which guys will let the guys speak their mind. We'll let them do their thing. That's actually going to be really curious. Now I'm really interested to see. And it's one of those things too. It's like, you know, you're always using like background mics to pick up these meltdowns from managers what was it Aaron Boone last year you know that quote where it got picked up on a background mic where he's like my guys are savages in the box and that's all by chance you know some random mic picked that up for the Yankees you know the Yankees broadcast I want mics I want clear-cut audio this is like basically your biggest chance to have on the field mic'd up without even really having to do much extra work you throw one extra mic behind home plate and you know one of maybe two along the foul lines I would love for someone to hit a home run and then just hear the ding as it hits off the foul pole. That would be awesome. Oh, it's, because, it, I mean, that it would all sound so pure, run. man. It would all sound so pure. And, you know, they're going to mess it up. These sports leagues always mess it up because it's all about the presentation. And, you know, they don't really care about the game itself. It's all about making it look and sound good. But I really hope they don't do it. I really hope maybe if it does, it's, it might just be for the TV broadcast only. And we can still get some kind of clean feed through the Twitter feeds or through the Internet, stuff like that. It might just be for the telecast, which I could see happening because, you know, people get super bored now. And they have no attention span. Um, but this brings up my next question. Between all the leagues, right? So these are all going to happen be- without any fans. No fans in the stadiums. No fans at the ballparks. Whatever. I'm going to love to see these different leagues deal with this. You're going to get Pat Bev locking up LeBron James at some point in the NBA season. With no sound in an arena. You're going to get players on the ice. Dude, I don't know what they're going to do for hockey. Because hockey players have dirty mouths. And every now and then, yeah, you, and you I used was, to pick it up anyways with a, a packed arena. I can only imagine the F-bombs and the stuff they're going get, to get on open mics. And they're going to have to do something to combat it. I mean, the, the dump button will be used and abused, I feel like, in the NHL. Yeah, and I was just thinking, too, for the NBA, because you brought up specifically uh, Pat Bev. Pat Bev is a really tough defender, really gritty. So when these guys are driving to the lane... And they get fouled. They usually do like some little scream to like mm-hmm. get the rest attention, like oh or something like that. But you know that you know when someone gets fouled or the person who gets called for the foul, they're gonna say, well, "What the f was that?" You know, blah blah blah. How much delay time are these things gonna have? Because exactly. certain broadcasts only have a certain amount of delay. Once you hit it, you have to let it catch back up. It's gonna be really interesting to see how that works out. Personally, I'm fine. With all the swearing, I do not care. I get that sports are very physical, especially, like you said, hockey. I expect something like that. I'd be more concerned if there wasn't any swearing, although we all know Canadians very apologetic, so maybe they will apologize. But, you know, for everybody else, you know, it'll be interesting. I really hope that um, – because, look, let's be real. Players are going to say what's on their mind. Someone may accidentally drop an N-word in the uh, basketball, you know, I'm not, uh, I hope it doesn't. Let's, I mean, let's hope that gets blocked I wouldn't but, say accidentally. You know. I mean, that's not, we're not going to tiptoe on the fact these guys use the word. They get picked up anyways on these mics sometimes. That's just the thing. How are these TV, you know, 
companies and these channels and these teams are going to deal with it with the first clear as day F-bomb, the first use of an N-word, the first ish, the first F that, you know, like these guys are going back to play. So their tempers are going to be back up through the roof. They're trying to win a title. You know, these are guys who are playing for their livelihood again. You know, it's it's going to pick up something and it's just going to be, OK, how are they going to deal with it? Um, me personally, again, like you said, I don't care. Words are words. Athletes are athletes or, you know, but somebody somewhere, some mom, some, you know, organization is going to hear a word squeak through their TV screen and there's going to probably be a PR nightmare and they're going to have to do something. And maybe that's when the crowd noise gets put in artificially to kind of mask it. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I, I love the sound of sports. I mean, the squeaky of the NBA floors can get a little annoying, but mic'd up guys on the floor, on the ice, on the field is going to be so interesting to me to, to just consume as a sports fan. Yeah, one of my other favorite sounds is when there's a basketball going through the hoop, absolute swish, no backboard, nothing. You just hear the of the net. It sounds absolutely beautiful. One other thing I thought would be interesting with no crowd noise if they choose to do it like that, uh, the goal horns in hockey are going to sound insanely louder right. and probably going to echo through an empty arena. So that'd be kind of cool to hear. We haven't really talked about all the, how the scheduling is going to work. The NHL schedule came out. There's so much hockey on. I think they're going to have like four games a day in sequential order, kind of jumping back from the two hub cities in Edmonton and Toronto. August is going to be so jam-packed with sports, dude. It's going to be ridiculous. If you're a sports fan, send the kids, send the wife, send your family away for the weekend. Get a six-pack, get a 12-pack, however many you want to drink each day, and just lock it in because you're going to have wall-to-wall hockey all day. You're going to have baseball through your ears, and you're going to have basketball. It's a sports smorgasbord. Warning to sports fans in California, you cannot actually send your wife and kids away because everything's closed again. So you're kind of screwed. True, true. All right. I think that just about does it. We got a good amount of NBA bubble talk. We talked a little female companionship in the NBA bubble. Took a hard right there. Didn't plan for that one, but that's cool. We talked some crowd noise in the MLB and the overall return of sports. Some Madden ratings, I think is a night. I think it's time to put a nice little cherry on top, put a bow on the episode. Um, so, of course, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Tailgater Sports. That's where we drop the funny memes. We drop the sports content. We jump into the comments and have conversations with the listeners. If you're feeling generous, don't be afraid to give us a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you're listening. Give us five stars. Just jump in the comments. We love to see your guys' opinions on what we're saying. But please give us five stars. Don't be mean. Follow me on Instagram. I am at eSoundWave. I am on Twitter at underscore Roberts11. That's my real name. Tyler, where can they find you? Give them a thought on the way out of the episode here. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TylerTheBoardOp. Also, you can follow Randy on Twitter at, and, and Instagram at Hey It's Randall. That is Hey It's Randall with one L. And for both me and Randy, if you have any tips on how to get better at FIFA, we will gladly take it because we are we're, we're beginners. That's the nicest way to say it. I did beat some dude online nine to two. I was very happy about that, but then I got killed in the next game and lost six nothing. Right. So they're always open some for practice. challenges. They're always open for challenges too. So tag them on Twitter, tag them on Instagram. Get on that Xbox Live and shame them and beat them mercilessly whenever you can. Either DM me or DM Randy. Let us know what your gamer tag is, and we'll try our best to get a game set up. Until next episode, everybody. Peace out.